Broadcasting live around the globe from San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas. This is Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, and I will be presenting reports and evidence of some of the most astonishing paranormal claims. I'm joined by my co-host, Renee Rodriguez, and our director and producer, Miguel Cantu, who'll be monitoring the chat room and phone line. We have a fantastic show for you tonight that will open your minds to the infinite possibilities to explain our universe. Get comfortable and prepare yourself for the best paranormal show in the world. This is Paranormal Analytical. me tonight we also have renee rodriguez my co-host we also have other co-hosts oh, no. we've got dylan holiday so you guys say hi hello hello Howdy. and i think we got some echoes happening here but i think that's on my end like i said before this program is kind of a pain <laughs> kind of yeah kind of not really but kind of and uh deborah fawcett who is with us tonight deborah say hello hello everybody and we are we are just pleased to have you. We had some uh, difficulty as well with uh, the program. Uh, as you all know, this is always kind of a headache with me trying to get this thing up and running. But uh, we do have her on Skype, so all we're going to have on her is audio. But I do have a picture up of her with uh, the La Vaca County Jail, which is the ad that I've been running, letting everybody know that we were going to have her on here. And we're going to talk a lot about the hauntings and ghosts and even our investigation that we had while we were there with you, Deborah. Remember that? Oh, do I ever. That was, <laughs> yeah, it was a great night. That was a fantastic night. And we actually picked up some great, great evidence while we were there. Um, let's start off a little bit about telling us how you got started and got caught up with the Lavaca County Jail and how all this began. Because, I mean, this is, you've been working on this jail for quite some time, getting it back up into shape. And, and, and tell us kind of the shape it was in when you first started and the way it is now. Oh, my God, it was awful. Uh, I first went there three years ago yesterday. And uh, I had just come back from investigating the uh, San Jacinto Jail and Museum in Cold Spring. I have some friends who live in Houtsville, so I'd spent a lot of time up there happened to be up there, and a mutual friend uh, mentioned to me, you should check out the old Lavaca County Jail. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know there was an old Lavaca County Jail. 
He said, yeah. Uh, so I asked, you know, is it owned by the county or the city? He said, no, a private individual bought it about a year ago. So I got online and uh, started researching it, found him, sent him an email, and asked him uh, if we could come and do a paranormal investigation there. And uh, so we talked for quite a bit and met him a couple weeks later. And it was just a... Uh, just an amazing place. He spent about 15 minutes with me and bailed. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's all yours. Have a good time. Let me know what you get. You know, I first talked to him. He said, do you think it's haunted? I said, well, you know, I've never been there. What do you think? It's your place. He said, well, I've only been in it a couple of times, and I've had some unnerving experiences there. But he didn't last very long. Our first night there was incredible. The place was in horrible condition. The jail was built in 1885 and closed down in 2005. And it sat empty all that time. He bought it in 2014 and had done nothing with it yet. He uh, is a realtor from Brenham. He buys a lot of old historic buildings. Uh, a lot of them he uses for primarily for unique type filming locations. Some of them house small businesses. It was a uh, in pretty deplorable shape so after I sent him a few videos of some of the evidence that we'd captured there um, I mentioned to him you know you could stand to make some extra money for your restoration fund by letting paranormal groups come in here so he was intrigued by that idea but he said you know quite frankly I don't know anything about doing that and I offered to help him uh, any way I could so Long story short, he ultimately asked me if I would like to be the property manager of this place and kind of take it over, uh, try to get it back in shape. I've had some experience doing restoration work, so and I love historic buildings and I love the paranormal. So this was like a dream come true for me. But it took about eight months of cleanup and removing bags of things left behind by the county, fallen ceiling tiles and old remediation. Plus, you know, having all the utilities restored, some electricity, some plumbing, uh, didn't have any of that. I spent the first few months working in the heat in the summer, trying to clean this place up without any of that, which was grueling, to say the least. But we finally got it pretty well cleaned up and started allowing groups to come um, in January of 2016. It was about eight months later. But it has certainly come a long way. Uh, Walls and floors painted, mold remediation done. It's always a work in progress. We're doing things all the time. But it has really come a long way. People that were there with me in the early days that walk into it now are just uh, gobsmacked. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I bet you they we, can't believe the way it looks now compared to what it did when you first started. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, I didn't, even know, I didn't mean, even know where to start. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 saw, start. I saw how this place looked at the very beginning when he showed the photos of it and compared to all the work that you have done, it is just amazing. You know, the, how much effort and time and work and sweat and love and tears and everything else that goes with it that you placed into this building to make it what it is today. And it is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful, uh, jail if you can say a jail's beautiful you know but i mean <laughs> yeah, seriously it really i mean it, it really I mean, is i mean it, the re restoration process that you've gone through is just i mean it's incredible it's pretty incredible considering it's been mostly me doing it 
I, mean, I have a wide circle of friends in Hallettsville, and I was truly blessed by a lot of them pitching in and jumping in to help us uh, back in the early days. And I mean, God love these people because we're talking wearing a hazmat suit in the summer in Texas, <laughs> in South Texas, right. no AC. So it was grueling. You couldn't be in there for very long, but it really didn't take us that long to get everything into shape. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's still a work in progress. We're about to uh, take off the whole front of the building. There was an addition that was added in the 1970s that blocks the original facade of the building. And that's always been our, our dream from the beginning was to restore it as the original jail, the way it looked in 1885, 1886. And uh, we're still going to keep the downstairs cells because that's a, a big draw. Yeah, that's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Renee, I'm going to have to let you take over the con real quick. I'll be right back with you guys. Okay. So I, I know uh, you've been restoring this jail for a couple of years now. Uh, what is the um, what's the oddest thing that you found during the renovations? Oh my God! I mean, there, you know, twice the jail was flooded with eight feet of water, and uh, I knew it was going to be uh, a lot of surprises along the way. But I, I was really amazed at how structurally sound the original part of the building actually is. Pretty amazing. But yeah, we found. Uh, you know, you go into a place like this dreaming that you're going to find some hidden, you know, gold mine of objects in there. We did find some things. We found some old tear gas bombs that were hidden in the ceiling, uh, <laughs> poison antidote, an old flag, old packs of cigarettes, old Bible pages. I still have not been through every nook and cranny in this building, but uh, I'm always looking <laughs> We found a lot of interesting things. But. So no gold mine? Not yet? Not yet. Not yet. Just lots of uh, old trash left behind by the county for the most part. You know, I've been dying to ask you this question. So we, since we did investigation there, was it, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah. Uh, we had, uh, you had a mirror hanging there. And you oh, ended yeah. up calling the portal mirror. And we had some strange experiences with that mirror. Uh, can you I go remember. into the background of that mirror that, that you have hanging in the jail? Okay, so the mirror, um, you know, I've been a paranormal investigator for a long, long time, over 40 years, I'm really old. And uh, I had done a cleansing on a, a lady's house that was having a lot of difficulty that had some small children. And that was an item in her house. And we weren't really making a lot of progress with with uh, cleansing her home, and I called in a friend of mine who's a well-known psychic, and as soon as she got to this house, she went straight to the room where that mirror was and asked the lady, where did this mirror come from? And she said it came from an estate sale. She said, well, it needs to go. She said, okay. She goes, no, I mean like now it needs to go out of this house. That's an active portal, and a lot of your problems come from this mirror. She said, well, I really don't know what to do with it. And I said, yeah, I will take it if you want me to, <laughs> like Hanukkah collector. So uh, I took it home and figured the best place to take that would be to the jail. So for a long time, it hung at the top of the stairs going upstairs. And a lot of people would tell me they felt nauseous when they got in front of that mirror. And a lot of our local police officers, good friends of mine, would come by and visit. And they always would comment on it. Why don't you get rid of that? 
So I eventually ended up moving it downstairs to the sheriff's bedroom, where I think it was when you guys came there. Yes. It was but a lot of people have had just a lot of experiences around that mirror. We have a lot of activity in that bedroom, and I don't know if it's because of that mirror being in there. But even as recently as a couple of weeks ago, uh, I brought up a bunch of antiques during the hurricane. Great timing on my part. And one of them was an antique bed that went in that room and a dresser and stuff. And it's one of these old beds that you have to put the slats in and everything. And I had rebuilt a lot of the bed frame. And my partner, Lisa Franks, was there with me. I said, let's go lay on that bed see how comfortable it is. This was about 1130 in the morning. We were laying there and very loud growl right there next to us. So, you know, I don't know if that's related to the mirror. I know when you guys were there and you took it down and took it back to the uh, lounge, I think, when we had, we're doing the connect stuff. Yes. And uh, it was very, very interesting to watch what happened with you guys with that mirror back there. But yeah, it still hangs in there. And uh, I try to hang it high enough that people really can't just like stand there and stare into it. Lisa always likes it when I ask her to take it down. Please clean it for me. She says, why, why does it have to be my job? I don't know. Has any has any other group had experiences with that with that particular mirror? Oh yeah, a lot of them have. A lot of them have. A lot of them get just a, a nauseous, uneasy feeling being close to it. Um, I mean, nobody's really seen anything like project out of it like we got that night with you doing the connect where you see a figure jump out of the mirror and actually jumped on your leg that was cool um, <laughs> yeah i ended up uh, i ended up kicking that figure that um so what we did we, we did an experiment with the uh, with the connect i was um so earlier that night i was following something <laughs> in the downstairs i was um i had my camera my infrared camera i was following something all night no not all night i'd say about a good 45 minutes uh, by myself, and uh, I was following it downstairs. I kept on following it. Going, it went from room to room, and you know, after a while, I lost it. So I was walking around, and um, I'm like, "Man, I got to do something else." Everybody else is upstairs doing experiments in the jail, so I just happened to see the mirror hanging there. I'm like, you know, I was about to just try this experiment. So what I did is I grabbed the mirror, and uh, I put it right in front of the Connect camera just to see what it'll do. And then after that, we ended up um, having a bunch of strange experiences with that uh, with the connect. We kept on seeing um, something shoot in and out and hanging on the mirror itself. So we have we have lots of footage of 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 something hanging in the mirror and then going in the mirror and then losing them coming in and out of the mirror. But I think the coolest thing that happened was um, towards the end of the night, we ended up. Uh, Filming with the connect, and a thing happened to jump out. Uh, the stick yeah. jumped out of the mirror, actually hung from the mirror, it fell on the floor, and then it just stood there next to me. And we have it all on connect. We have the footage on, on the connect, and it was just it was just standing there. And then I went and I kicked it, and as soon as I kicked it, it got absorbed in my leg and it never came back. I know. I was that like, was- man, where did it go? I wasn't in there with you guys when you were doing that, but before you left, Eddie came over and showed me that footage. I'm like, oh my goodness. That's crazy. That's, That's one, one of the, the coolest cool. experiments I've done. And it was all because of that uh, uh, strange, strange mirror. mirror. I never got any bad feelings about it. I never got nauseous. I, I, I pretty much held the mirror, the pretty much the whole experiment. I didn't feel anything evil or bad about it. It was just an odd, just an odd experiment that just 
produce some fascinating results. I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't spend a lot of time with that mirror. <laughs> I might go in and clean that room and stuff like that, but I don't really mess with it. Well, you know, that even... was probably one of the best uh, captures that we ever done, or that I should say that we ever had when using the Connect uh, was in that mirror. And just the fact on how intelligent whatever that thing was seemed to be, because when we had it facing toward the chair or toward the couch, it was there. When we moved the chair or the couch, it wasn't there anymore. And then it moved over to uh, another part of that room where it sat down. And then it walked across the room, basically, and jumped onto Renee's leg. I know. And, I mean, it was oh, just... Oh, no, no. It was standing there, and I kicked it. Well, that... <laughs> <laughs> Don't kick it, Renee. Hey, Renee, you, you used... You used a reasonable amount of force to remove it from you. You didn't just kick it. It's really all did. in the wording. <laughs> and then when it disappears, I just I'm wanted like, to see what happened. Go, if I actually you know? kicked it, and it just got sucked into my leg. It was. I didn't it feel anything. It was very cool. I mean, to see it, but I didn't feel anything. I didn't have any bad vibes or any. I don't think anything followed me or got attached to me that night. At least I don't. I don't believe I did. But that was. <laughs> I think you would. That know. was one of the coolest things I've seen. Uh, doing this, it was you know, very cool. Ghost adventures. Hey, Renee, do you have uh, anything uh, hooked up or doing something that might be causing an echo? I don't hear it, but uh, there's some people out there in the in the chat room that says you're echo you're echoing. I kind of hear it a little bit. Uh, okay, let me uh, mess with something here. Give me one moment. Go ahead, Eddie. Okay, so yeah, so when we picked up that stick figure you know on the on the connect i mean it actually caught me off guard when it when it walked out and at first we were trying to debunk it and we had renee we had philip who was in the area as well and mike you were you were there filming i was weren't filming you? the entire time yeah you were every you, investigation yeah so he was filming it but i mean you were standing in that area as well but i mean it was this thing wasn't connected to anybody well what what I regret is that uh, as we were setting up for that invest or that part of the investigation, uh, I think everybody got excited once we saw results before the cameras were even rolling. So we missed a little bit in the beginning, but we were able to capture plenty because it went on for a good, what, two hours almost. Oh, it, it, I mean, it that, wouldn't stop. That yeah. thing just kept playing with us the whole time. And I mean, we tried. Uh, it, it was literally, it was, it was working with us while we were filming and trying out these experiments and it would be there and then it would try and you know wander off and it would end up in another area mm -hmm. of the room and then it would come back and then it jump up on renee and it was crawling around him like some kind of spider monkey since renee was the one you know holding the mirror he didn't get to really see what was happening but you know for for us to as he's turning the mirror and it's facing this inflatable bed that's there in the room you see a figure laying down. It's being mapped out as a stick figure laying on the bed, and he continues to turn it, uh, turning it towards a, a chair, which you don't you don't see it anymore, right? Then he turns it back, and the thing's sitting up, <laughs> staring straight at him. And we're like, "Oh my goodness, that's great! <laughs> that's the, one of the best captures we've had." Did you happen to put the link to that into the chat? I, I threw the uh, sizzle reel. It should have a clip of that where he kicks it, and you can see yeah, it getting sucked up in his leg. Reel. I remember that. So that's when when uh, Renee got. Uh, I mean, I, maybe molested by a ghost. I don't know if he felt anything. 
<laughs> no, 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 no molestation today oh, or that day. Okay. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> Just say no to ghosts. <laughs> that I, I, I want to try that experiment again and uh, with with uh, with uh, the same mirror and see if that happens. We've also uh, got I mean, connected figures in been, the sheriff's office and about on the bed in the sheriff's bedroom since you guys were there. I personally don't own a Connect system, but people who come and, and bring theirs, I'm always uh, thrilled to watch some of the stuff they get. Hey, Dylan, did you have you ever used a Connect? Do you know what, how how that works? Yeah, I know exactly how the Connect works. Um, have you ever seen anything strange while you're using yours? No, I I used to do streams with mine, and I never had anything strange. They they claim that like when you see these stick figures, it's supposed to be super accurate. A lot of uh, paranormal investigators are now using the um, connect in their you know curriculum, if you will, because um, it's supposed to be very accurate. Well, it was very active with us that night in that one particular <laughs> spot. Oh my god, you know, and but I had it's, to. I was literally. I was. You know, I was so amazed, but at the same time, I kind of felt sorry for Renee because we had him kind of dancing out there with it, and he was holding this mirror. And all right, Renee, stand like this. Okay, Renee, stand like that. Move the mirror this way. So Renee Don't was literally go. out there kind of doing a waltz with this mirror, you know, while we're trying to film it and trying to actually capture this thing on the connect, which is it was awesome. Well, we had a blast. It's interesting. We need to debunk it. That's our number one. That's one of our goals yeah. is to debunk. So. We, you know, part of the thing I was thinking about is when we were discussing this earlier a couple of weeks ago, is it could have been the software that uh, produced some of these results. But I'm still kind of up in the air if it was the software that that we were that was glitching out or if actually something was there. I mean, it's a, it's I a tend cool to be idea the one, that something was actually there. I tend but, to be the one that is a, is a, you know, not a believer. But I will say that. What you guys describe with the connect is something I've never heard of in a paranormal investigation. And what that is is you guys described it as being a very <coughs> natural moving figure. Most of the time it's not natural. You see it kind of skip around a little bit. It stayed. It stayed with the mirror. Yeah, it, it well it did get off the mirror a couple of times and ended up on the chair and on the couch, but it always came back and literally you could see it kind of like walk across the room you know all you know like it was kind of creepy the way it moved and then ended up back you know at, at renee on his leg you know and then crawled up on renee and then it was on his shoulder at one point and then it would jump from his shoulder back into the mirror and then come out of the mirror again and but it, when it started it was literally inside the mirror remember renee and then it crawled out it was yeah it was so the, uh, the mirror isn't very big um how big you think it was uh it was an it's probably mirror. about maybe three feet tall. It's oval shape. It's probably three feet tall. Three foot tall and two foot wide. Probably, yeah. That's probably about accurate. Yeah. So it isn't a very big mirror. And and when the first time I saw it, it was exactly in the mirror, in the middle of the mirror. It was, it, you know, it has a has some like some foam or some wood around it, and then the mirror is in the middle of it, and it just stayed right in the middle for the most part until every once in a while it would just kind of like one of the coolest things i saw was it hanging from the mirror itself so it's a stick figure you gotta imagine a stick figure hanging on to the bottom part of the glass of the mirror and just damn yeah, that's really weird <laughs> and, and knowing it can yeah. come and go out of there i mean that's the scary part yeah it was moving back and forth and that's what we were all freaking out on 
because I mean it was moving in it was in the mirror then it jumped out of the mirror then it was on his shoulder crawled around the back of his head got back on the ground crawled around his leg he kicked it and it kind of went across the room and then ended up near a couch and then oh no no the, I kicked it at the very end when, once I kicked it that last time I kicked it it never came back well th- no no because you were like moving your feet and that's why I say like you kicked it because you were like moving your leg around and it kind of like scooted away and then ended up at the couch in the chair and then we were picking it up over there and then when we moved that stuff out of the way it ended up coming back with you and it, but you know the funny thing is is it never went directly to Philip who was standing there as well it's it kind of stayed away from him He's an intimidating figure. <laughs> well, you know what else we picked up with the uh, with the connect is we kept on picking up these black orbs or black well, I don't know what they were, but we kept on seeing them, you know, fly around the whole night there. I, I don't know if it's it's a camera glitch or a software glitch or we're actually picking something up, but we kept on seeing those shoot around I think, just with the connect. In my opinion, Renee. Uh, we were filming that right in front of the the inflatable bed, and anytime anybody stirred up the fabric, it would just release dust up in the air right in front of it. Okay. Yeah, but we tried that. We, we, yeah, we, we did it several times, and you would hit it, and you would see all the but, but, black, but in front of it. it wouldn't happen like that all the time, though. I mean, because when we really beat on it that one time, none of the black particles came up, and it wasn't until later that the black particles were moving around, and the black particles. I don't know what to make of that. I mean, because I still think it's dust because I've I've seen that footage over and over and over again. And yeah, I don't I don't think it's dust. It, dude, it really we, looks like dust to me because we hit it before and not, and none of that flew up until later. I don't I don't think that was dust because I mean if it was dust, I mean we'd be picking that up a lot more. I really I really think that. And as far as that goes, right now everybody, we're going to have to take a short break, and we're going to play uh, some commercials because we have to do a commercial break. And we shall be back with you guys here very, very soon. Stand by. The LNM Radio Network is growing like wildfire. And here is your chance to get your message to the masses. We are the number one radio network in the land with 30 quality shows and counting. We are the best bet on the internet and the AM FM dial being carried by several stations and being heard in more than a hundred countries. And who else can say they have Midnight in the Desert with Heather Wade? Exactly. So for more information on advertising with LNM Radio, just contact Michael Vera at MV at LateNightInTheMidlands.com or Ira Robinson at Feedback at OpenEyesNetwork.com Again, MV at LateNightInTheMidlands.com or feedback at openeyesnetwork.com. Do you believe that a man can be transformed into an animal? Believe anything can happen in a person's mind. This is not my mind.
everybody and we are doing this a little bit differently more or less like we were doing before but we're adding i guess a couple of songs here and there and you know these are songs from people who are what do you call it it's like a royalty free yeah it's royalty free music we don't get charged for it yeah we don't get charged or get in trouble you know (laughs) we don't want to get in trouble but we're not only that but we're also giving these other artists a chance to get out there and and have their stuff heard Mm -hmm. and uh that's what we enjoy doing we like doing that for people so if by chance if anybody has music that they'd like us to play you know kind of like with a uppity rock and roll beat celtic type music kind of haunted type music you know something that's kind of cool that we can play on the show that'll work please feel free to send it in to us. And you can send it to paranormalanalytical at gmail.com. And usually Eddie's dancing along to these songs, but right now we're, we're dealing with this echo thing and we're, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. So Well, it's because this program we're using, yeah. it, it's like we're always having issues with this always. thing, no matter what. I mean, it's just constant. Well, ever since now we switched from like just straight in from the program to this plus Skype, and I think Skype's working out as far as Skype audio is. Skype is great. I, I like using Skype, but the problem yeah. with Skype is we can't, you know, really go live on video with everybody, right. you know, doing this thing. So we kind of have to use this thing. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's working out, I think. So, y'all tell us what you think so far as the way the show goes, except for the little glitches here and uh, things like that with echoes and all kinds of crazy stuff that happens with this program. But uh, I believe uh, Patricia in the chat room wanted to call in. I'm going to see if I can get her to call in. I'm not real sure if I can or not, but um, can you send her that number? Yeah. I'll send the number into the chat room. Yeah, send the number into the chat room if somebody wants to call in. We can give that a try as well, too, and uh, see how that's going to work out for us while we're doing it. But, uh, Deborah, tell us a little bit more about some of the other investigations that, you know, you've had there. I know we've talked a lot about some of the experiences that we had while we were there, and we did lock uh, Patrick and uh, Philip in the jail below, and 
things like that. And we locked uh, some of the, the girls that were with us upstairs in the jail and put them in inmate outfits and made them look like inmates. But what other types of evidence have other teams gathered while they were there at the uh, at the jail with you guys? And, you know, I mean, was there was there other things that were cool and other things that kind of stick out in your memory? Whoop, we're not we're not hearing her. A lot of people have experienced being touched there. Everybody gets the footsteps and that kind of stuff. You know, there's always a lot of banging going on in the jail. There's a lot of residual activity that goes on, but there's also a lot of intelligent, interactive uh, stuff that goes on there. We, uh, oh my God. I mean, so many things have happened there. I've walked down that hall. I was in there one day with a friend of mine and walking down that long hallway towards the back and every door was slamming as we went past it and he's like so you don't even see that or what i'm like yeah but okay he's like it doesn't bother you well no it doesn't bother me because it's my job i gotta be here i can't let it bother me yeah you're kind of used to it you know you i mean it's you deal with that kind of stuff every single day yeah it's different when you're in a place like this all the time as opposed to just you know, visiting a haunted location for a night or, or for a weekend. When you're in there all the time, you know, it's funny because things that really got my attention. You know, I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, for the most part, when you go to a haunted location, if you get a couple EVPs, you get a knock on the wall or something, yeah, you're good. I mean, this place just, uh, I mean, boom, boom, boom. It's one thing after another. And when you're in there all the time, so many things that really got your attention initially would startle you. You don't even notice anymore. You don't even look up to that. But uh, And they get a little upset by that if you don't acknowledge them. They'll keep doing more and more things until you do. Well, let's see. We've got a call coming in. And we're going to answer this real quick. Hello. You're Hello? live with Paranormal Analytical. How are you? Um, okay, I'm the Patricia. <laughs> Hi, Patricia. Hi, how are you? Doing good. So what, I just what, had what a question do you have? Okay. Well, there's this weird thing that happens to me just every now and then. Number one, I'm a bad sleeper. I have to have noise and light to sleep. Uh-huh. And if I don't, if I don't have that, I don't sleep as well. So I sleep in front of a television, which is noise and light. And... Sometimes and there's no smoke in my house, cigarette smoke or any kind of smoke. And every once in a while, whilst I'm staring at the TV, I see, you know, in peripheral vision and even in front of my eyes, but when I try to look directly at it, it's almost like smoke, but you can see through it. And, and it, they, it dances around and it goes by. It doesn't happen every night or any. And no, I don't do drugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... And I just wondered, is that something of meaning or I don't know? I mean, it, it, it could be. Have you tried uh, having any investigations done at your house or have you tried maybe using a digital recorder or using anything like uh, uh, any infrared cameras or anything like that to try and capture it and see if maybe there's a message hidden in there somewhere? No, haven't tried any of that stuff. and. I'm sleeping on a couch of a friend, and I don't think they would allow me to do any of that stuff. So, what about that, a digital recorder? Do you have a digital recorder? What does that mean? And, um, 
I, I just have a smartphone, which I'm not on at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I do have that. But usually when I turn it on, it just shows uh, the the dull uh, television screen. It's like a 55-inch flat screen in front of me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I can, I, what I, I would do is I would use your, your cell phone and I would put, uh, you know, use the recorder that's built into it. And ask a few questions whenever you see something like that and see if you're able to gather an EVP and uh, maybe, you know, see how that works out for you. Oh, okay. You know, what is that? I don't know how to do all that. I'm not really. Um, it's it's just talk to them like you're talking to me right now and just turn on a recorder and try and do it at the same time every evening. If you and especially if you see, you know, any type of anomaly like that taking place. And just ask right. a series of questions for about five or ten minutes, then stop, and then listen back with headphones and see if you pick up anything. Okay. Well, and, I just have a smartphone. I don't have headphones. I'm just sleeping on someone's couch. Right. You know. Well, yeah. Yeah. Try and use but what I you got. I have a video recorder. Yeah. On my smartphone. That's the only thing I know how to use. I don't know how to do all that. Uh, well, you know, complicated. That that may help thing. out right there, and you may get a message on it. So listen closely for any whispers or anything like that that might come across, uh, where you may get a message out of it, and then just kind of open yourself up to kind of feel if it's good or bad. You know, and if it's bad, you definitely don't want to open up yourself, keep yourself closed off to it, and uh, tell it to leave. I mean, but just be very careful when you're dealing with it because you never know what it exactly it is that you're dealing with with these things. Exactly, and I know that. See that much I know, and I always say. I always speak out loud to it when it happens to me, and I don't feel anything negative. It all feels very positive. It's just this stuff that's floating and floating back and forth, mostly peripheral, some of it in front of me, and it's like I'm sitting there staring at it and thinking, what the hell is this? There's no smoke. It looks like like you're in Cheech and Chong's house. Right. You know? Well, that would be and the I'm, that would be the time I would turn the recorder on and start asking a series of questions for about ten minutes. Yeah, because I do ask out loud. I'm like, "Hello, mm-hmm. you can talk to me." Hello. Yeah. Hello. So give and that a try and see how that talk. works for you. Pardon? I said, give that a try and see how that works for you. Yeah, I will. What's your name? My name's Eddie. Okay, Eddie. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And listen, uh, next Thursday, if it works for you and you actually capture something between now and then, give us a call back next Thursday and let's talk about it and see what you picked up. Great. Okay, same great, time, same place, every week. Okay, great. Thank you. Bye. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, what do you think of that? Let's talk about it and see what you picked up. Hello? Hello? Okay, Sorry, did, you all, did, did you all hear that conversation by chance? Yes, yes. Oh, we got another call in. Hang on. Hold on. Here we go. Hi, you're live with Eddie and Paranormal Analytical. Who's this? Hello, this is Julie, Jules Weller. Jules, it's a pleasure to meet you. How are you doing tonight? Doing super. Very awesome. Good show tonight. I'm sorry? Good show tonight. Well, thank you very much. We have a great guest. We have uh, Deborah Fawcett on, and, and she is just outstanding. I mean, we, we love her to death, and we had a great time with her when uh, we did the investigation over there at the old Avaca County Jail. Yes, I've done uh, several with her. I've been there a um, couple times now I've stayed there. And uh, I just wanted to say that I caught one of my very best EVPs there uh, down by Dolly's Kitchen. 
Really? Um, what did you capture? Yeah, was was standing there with uh, Lee Baker, who's another investigator. Uh, we go down there with a group called the Jailbirds and spend a week with Deborah. Oh, awesome! And um, then we usually hit a few other locations around there. But uh, the day that I was down there and caught that great EVP was uh, I yelled, I asked out loud, I said, "Dolly, have you ever made cornbread for the inmates when you cooked here?" And all of a sudden, a voice just out of thin air and super loud goes, "Corn." <laughs> <laughs> And Lee, my friend Lee looked at me, I looked at her, and I said, that didn't come from me. She said, me neither, and we laughed so hard. That is but, that, that is funny right there. I have to admit, that is hilarious. Yeah. Well, and you know what's interesting? Um, one uh, EVP I had caught, uh, we were going upstairs of the jail, and I had uh, hollered over to one of the other investigators, hey, are you heading upstairs? Or, or this is what happened. I yelled up there. I said, hey, who's all up there? Um, cause I thought some of the team was up there and a little voice goes, uh, in Deborah's voice right over my shoulder. And I caught it on my recorder sounded just like her voice. It mimicked her and said, we're all down here. Wow. Very strange. So it, but, I, but it mimicked her. It was, it, it was in Deborah's voice. It was in Deborah's voice. So they mimic her voice sometimes down there. You, you know what? We've had that happen. And the other thing that we've had happen with EVPs uh, is that we've actually had them like almost like either put something in our mind or they said what we were thinking before we said it. Like uh, we were going upstairs one time in this old abandoned uh, orphanage that we were investigating one time. And as we were, it was super hot. There was no power in it. I mean, it was the middle of summer and it was baking. Uh-huh. I mean, you could have baked muffins in that thing. It was so hot. Uh-huh. And we were on the uh-huh. way up the stairs. And as we made it toward the top, all of a sudden I felt this cool air out of nowhere that just came blowing down on me. And I, and I wow. thought, man, I said, it sure feels nice. But when I played back the recording, I hear this voice before I said it, said, it sure is nice. And then I said, it sure is nice. And I thought, and I thought, did it make me say that? Or did it know I was going to say that? Or was I thinking it so strongly because it felt so good? Maybe I made an impression on my own recorder, you know? So, I mean, it was one of those things where you just don't know. That happens a lot. Uh, I've noticed too there. Um, When I go to uh, ask a question, they've answered it before I asked it. So telepathically, I believe that spirit can read what our thoughts are and I don't know. Somehow they, they know what we're going to say. I don't understand. Every well, time I hear something or see something, it just makes me want to know more. Well, have you thought um, that they might be different in, in the way they, they perceive time? They might be a little I believe, off, you know, in time? I believe so. That's what I'm wondering. That's exactly what I'm wondering. I've tried to figure it out, but it was so re- far, you know, you... It's like I said, the more you try to figure out, the more you have more questions, and then something happens and freaks your freak out and totally blows that off the... Oh, yeah. I had uh, goosebumps on top yeah. of goosebumps on that one. Oh, yeah. yeah and, you know, uh, that, that mirror you guys were talking about, uh, Deborah had brought us in there. This was uh, about two years ago. She had just brought that mirror, I suppose, in there uh, maybe the year before or a half year before. And she told us to all come in there, and we turned off all the lights. And we just stood and stared at this mirror, and it was really interesting. A little pin of light, the brightest light you can imagine, like a LED light, you know, 
uh, just started to generate out of the middle of that. And it kind of started to get bigger and bigger. And then it swooped up out of the mirror and went up out the ceiling. Wow. And that was the first time I ever saw an orb <clears throat> generate or come from, you know, I feel that was like a porthole in that. Yeah, there's, def- there's definitely kind of something with that mirror. I call that Renee's mirror. <laughs> yeah. No, was, that orb, was that coming from, can you see with your own eyes or did you ha- just capture it with the, with the camera? Caught it with our own eyes. We all stood oh, wow. there and I, and I listened back to that recording because I thought, I wonder if I caught any EVPs while this was happening. I didn't catch any EVPs, but you can hear all of us say, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, my. Oh, wow. You know, watching it uh, come out of that mirror and go up and out. And my friend Lee and I have talked it over and we weren't imagining it because we both saw the same thing. Did you happen to get any video or anything of it? We didn't get it on film at all. Oh, man. We didn't happen to have it. I know. It never fails. It it happens with us, too. It never fails when you least expect it's when something happens. Well, you know what I've learned from being there? Um, every time you step into that jail, you need to have a recorder on. You just need to turn your recorder on the minute you hit that door. There's times where I've walked in and uh, from the uh, check-in desk there, I've heard, wait, hold wow. on. One time I went into the uh, guest room where they used to, um, you know, visitors could go into the visiting room there. That's directly as you go into the hallway there right uh she's she has ripped that out of there now but i went in there and i said is there any uh guard in here and i caught an evp that said just the deputy oh awesome yeah that is an awesome EVP. you know what something else that's really weird i'm from minnesota so you know we all we come from california minnesota all of us alabama we all get together once a year and do this and everybody knows me on Facebook as Jules Weller. One of my EVPs I caught as walking into Sheriff John's room was, well, it's the friendly Julie Weller. So, so they, they called actually me by my said, other name. It actually every, said your you name. Know, yeah, my full name, you know, Julie Weller. And everyone knows me there as Jules. That's wow. what everyone calls me. So that showed me they know a lot more than what's going on. Yeah, you know, definitely. That that that's those are awesome stories, Jules. I appreciate you sharing those with us. Yeah, I just love that jail. I, and I'll tell you another thing. I think there's more activity in the day than there even is at night. Have you seen Have you seen the sizzle reel that we have out? No, I haven't seen that. Uh, if you scroll up, uh, look for the sizzle reel. Uh, Miguel put it on there a little bit ago. Um, okay. I don't know if he put it on all the the different uh, ones or just on the one on the paranormal analytical site. Mm-hmm. But if uh, you look, go to the Paranormal Analytical site and look there on, on, the, on the chat, in the chat room, he actually posted the link where you could get on there and see the sizzle reel. And you'll see some of the, uh, a little bit, a few of the clips from the jail mm-hmm. while we were doing the investigation there. Very cool. I'll check it out. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in, Jules. We appreciate it very, very much. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have a good night. You too. Take care now. Yep. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, that was awesome. That was nice hearing from yeah, her. It's nice to get people that have been there and can have had the similar experiences, uh, getting their own EVPs and all that. Um, see if we can get Deborah back online with us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Deborah, are you back with us? I'm here. Okay. All right. Did you hear all that or no? I did. I love Jules. You know, she's part of my ITC group that comes uh, once a year, like she said, and 
Andre Woolart, a uh, world-renowned ghost box builder, who's helped me promo the jail a lot. He's actually the uh, first person that I called to come and investigate the jail so that I could have some evidence that wasn't just my evidence. And uh, we've been with him, uh, I don't know, a few years now. I know for the last three years, we've met at the jail every year. And like she said, we try to go to some other places. But... Uh, We've just had some fantastic experiences while they've been there. So, and like she said, you know, during the day is uh, height of activity. Well, let, let me ask you this, Deborah. Um, I know recently, if anybody follows your Facebook page on the Haunted Old Lovaca Jail, they can see that you've been going through some renovations and fixing the place up a little bit. Yes, uh, we have. A lot of times when, when these haunted locations have renovations done to them, it stirs up a lot of activity. Have you noticed anything more recently? Yeah, well, we certainly have. Uh, when we were tearing out that visitor's room, we had quite a few things going on. It was, uh, we had a, uh, a crew come in, my boss and a couple of his guys, to take all the paneling out of that room. I don't know if you remember, it had a, like a, uh, used to be the sheriff's parlor. Yes, it was I remember all that. Panel. It had a, a big window that went down one half of it, so the family would be on one side and the prisoners would be on the other side. And we started, uh, Lisa and I took out the ceiling, and we tore out all those walls, which, I mean, it's just fantastic. I don't know if you've seen the pictures or not, these big floor-to-ceiling windows behind all that stuff. And we had a group coming that night. Of course, we were stirring up all kinds of dust, pulling plaster off the walls and everything, and yelling at the boss man, hey, man, we got people coming, we got to get this cleaned up. But, I mean, that the group that was there that night, I mean, what a, what a lucky day they picked because it really kicked things up more than a notch. Oh, I imagine when you when anytime you have renovation like that, I mean, everything just starts going crazy. Uh, Renee, do you remember uh, some of those uh, investigations from way back, you know, whenever people would move stuff and, always, you know, we'd get calls and they were like, you know, we had this, this, and this going. I mean, we even had one time... Uh, there was the uh, Lackland Air Force Base actually called us at one point and told us or asked us if we could go investigate over there at the old Wilford Hall Hospital. They were re renovating a floor, and they couldn't keep workers in there because of all the activity that was getting spurred up. And, I mean, that was incredible. And, I mean, Renee, you re you've had some cases like that, too, remember? Oh, shoot. Which one? We've had, um, uh, let me see, with the renovation. Uh, oh. I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We talked about uh, the St. Anthony's Hotel. Yes. And uh, we did an investigation during uh, a renovation. And uh, we had the uh, the owner there with us. And um, we picked up voices there. We picked up uh, music coming from there. Uh, you see, uh, we had a guard freak out on us. And he said that the, uh, the lights on the fourth floor, they had some lights hanging from a generator, hanging from the ceiling, connected to a generator, waving back and forth. Um, somebody got touched on the head in the garage. Uh, it really does seem to, I don't know if it makes them mad, uh, or I don't know how it disturbs these ghosts or whatever they are, but it just really, it really picks up the uh, the energy level there. Yeah, the St. Anthony's Hotel had a lot, remember, and the piano and the things like that that, were go that was going off while we were in there? Oh, you talk about the, uh, the the music. Yes, the music, the piano, the the piano playing, or the music, or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we, we barely heard it. It was we barely heard it. The only reason why I ended up hearing it because I had my headphones on, with the uh, we had a shotgun mic on a um, on on the camera itself, and if I, I swear if I didn't have my headset on, I wouldn't be able to hear it. So we heard the music inside this room on the second floor. We everybody scattered to go look for it, but we couldn't find it outside outside the room. We came back, and we could hear it. We could barely hear it. We we went back out there looking for the music. It wasn't outside. It wasn't a car radio. It, it was there, there was nobody there except for one security guard. He didn't have his radio on, and uh, we kept them going in and out of the room. And the only time we heard it when we were actually inside the room. And uh, what they did during the renovations, they had no power, so everything had to be run by generators. So nothing you can plug anything in the wall. So there was no. It wasn't any you know speakers from the ceiling or anything like that running because they had no electricity. And I, I still don't know why, and we ended up. I still don't know why we ended up uh, hearing so many things uh, when 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 they do renovations. Maybe we just just we just piss them off. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. And Dylan, have you had any experiences like that, man? No, I haven't. But as you guys were talking, I've had a thought. Okay, so the last uh, bit we've been talking about how. Uh, paranormal activity happens in the daytime more often than the night. And wouldn't that make sense in a prison because of the strict schedule that a prisoner must follow? In the daytime, they're allowed to, you know, roam or, you know, I don't know how prison works. But at nighttime, you know, it's lights out. So it would make sense. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's for more activity. It's definitely a lot quieter in the jail at night for me. I mean, we get a lot of activity during the night and people like to investigate at night. But, I mean, just going about your daily business during the day, I'm just in there working. I mean, Lisa and I can be in there just sweeping the floors, and it's crazy in there. So we're, you know, I mean, another reason to wear a recorder all the time. We get disembodied voices at 10 o'clock in the morning walking down the hallway. Yeah, I know we had a lot of activity during the daytime as well, even before we actually were set up and had our equipment up and going. Uh because we started right there in the office and we were all we were setting up we had things happening we're like oh this is gonna be great this is gonna be great And by the time we got set up it was dark and then everything kind of died down a little bit until we actually uh started interacting with that uh with the connect and and getting some of the other uh uh, interactions going on in some of the jail cells and there was one night it was like three o'clock in the morning we had a group there and a group of girls it was a birthday party and uh they were upstairs wanting to use a Ouija board. I'm like, okay, uh, I happen to have one. <laughs> so we took it upstairs, and uh, they were on the men's side upstairs. We had uh, a good friend of ours with us, Gene Grant, and he's like, well, I'll do it with you. It doesn't have to be dark. I said, well, the lights actually work on the men's side. They've never worked ever on the women's side. But we can take it in the women's side and leave the lights on if it makes you happy. So they were all in there for probably 30, 40 minutes, got nothing. And uh, he was asking me something about it or somebody was. I'm like, you know, I haven't used a Ouija board in years. I'm not even sure how you do it. But we have instructions and we're looking at it. I said, oh, it's uh, fluorescent. It glows in the dark. And uh, one of the girls said, well, let's take it across the hall where it's dark and try it over there. I mean, as soon as they sat down at the table, things started to move. And it moved like crazy. The lights came on that have never been on. And I'm all white-eyed at 
that point, and Gene is standing next to me, and the girls are recording, so I don't want to say anything, but I'm smacking him on the arm because all of a sudden I see this tall shadow figure moving outside the bars of that cell on the women's side. So I'm smacking him and pointing that way. You see that? You see? And he's like, yeah. But it was just, you know, boom, boom, boom. The planchette moving, the lights coming on that have never worked, the uh, dark shadow thing. And I'm like, yeah, y'all have a good night. Grandma's going to look downstairs. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into we're going to get into some of those uh, foul talking females from up there that you were telling me about here in oh, just a little goodness. bit. Yeah. But we have to uh, we have to take a quick are. break here, real quick. And we're going to take the break. We're going to play this little ad, and we're going to be right back with you guys here very, very, very soon. Franklin said, if you do the same thing tomorrow as you did today, you're going to get the same tomorrow as you got today. Changing the world starts with you, and changing you starts with changing the way you think. Late Night in the Midlands can help. Listen to all of our shows at latenightinthemidlands.com, because things really do need to change. You can listen to the LNM Radio Network 24 hours a day, 7 days a week through the Paranormal Radio app. Available from lnmradionetwork.com or talkstreamlive.com on both Android and Apple. Our call to listen line is open 24-7. Dial 701-719-9704 so you can listen on the go. The LNM Radio Network and Late Night in the Midlands depends on you, the listener. Without you, there would be no us. So help us continue to bring you the best guests with the best information and subscribe today. Information on becoming an LNM subscriber can be found at the top of latenightinthemidlands.com. Just click the About Subscriptions tab and become part of the family while helping the truth stay alive. And while you're at it, maybe subscriptions aren't for you. A one-time donation helps as well. Click that donate button on the right side of latenightinthemidlands.com and help us help you. To hide the truth once you know it makes you think that you are better than everyone else. It makes you into the type of person who says, ooh, I have a secret, but you're not ready to hear it yet. However, for $39.95, I'll let you in on the secret. You'll lead the people to the promised land for the cheap price of three easy payments of one-third of their soul apiece.
Armageddon time is coming soon The fires will turn us all into dust And we will be judged one last time You, your son and me The days will turn black you soon will see Soon we'll all be swinging from that tree Pray your neck breaks when the rope is taut Pray your mother isn't there to see everybody we are back and i love break time because i get to go get coffee and all that kind of good stuff and snacks and all that because it's great getting a quick snack and coffee and things like that because i just love that stuff if you haven't noticed but anyway uh just to let everybody know we're here with deborah fawcett from the old haunted lavaca county jail and we have uh, Renee Rodriguez with us, which is my co-host, and we have Dylan Holiday, which is also my co-host on here. And right next to me, we have our director and producer, Miguel Cantu. And we are bringing this show to you because we just love this stuff. Yeah. We do. I love talking about this stuff. It's great. And if anybody here has a call-in or wants to do a call-in with us, you can call in at area code 915-208-4438. That's 915-208-4438. And we will have open lines where we can talk to you guys and answer some questions as well. But before we do that, I want to talk with Deborah about some of these nasty prisoner girls that are up there, which are these souls that are still talking dirty Mm -hmm. and uh, doing things. But we got to make sure we don't use any F-bombs on here because this is going to be going to the radio as well. So we've got to be very careful with that. So, Deborah, tell us a little bit about those those spirits that are there. You know, if I can't use the F-bomb, then you get in the water. Well, just say Uh, F-bomb when you ever have to do this. Say (laughs) F-bomb. No, 
one of the first uh, really good EVPs upstairs from these gals was when uh, Andre Woolert was there, and uh, he got a very distinct, come in here and F me. And, That's an uh, F-bomb, right? <laughs> there's just, uh, you know, a lot of... <laughs> A lot of bad words come out of that women's side upstairs and female voices. We've gotten some downstairs, but predominantly it's upstairs, the girls upstairs. And I don't know if it's because maybe they were old-time saloon girls from back in the day. I mean, this jail goes back to the Wild West days. So who knows? But, yeah, we've certainly gotten some uh, savory characters up there that we've had to do a lot of censoring on some of our video postings. Yeah, I remember you, you told us told us that we needed to be careful up there with some of those because of, you know, some of the things that they speak up and speak out about. Yeah, they seem to be a very violent bunch up there. I mean, I've never been, like, physically attacked up there or anything. I was shoved down the stairs one time upstairs, but I think it was a male who did that, and we uh -huh. got later in a, a ghost box session, but uh, back in the day when they used to think they could push me around before they learned better, but... Well, what I'm going to do is I am going to share a couple of pictures that I have on my phone from up there. And uh, that way people in the chat room can sit there and check some of this stuff out. So, Renee and Dylan, you all got Please. the con. And I will let you guys take over for a moment while I interact with some of our uh, viewers and people watching and all that kind of good stuff. So, you all got it for right now. All right. That means go ahead and talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't say anything. Hold on a second. Okay. Can you hear me? Well, yeah, we can hear you. You okay. just sound. You just kind of sounds really far away, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's a little distracted. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to gain here. Can you hear me now? Oh, oh God! Now you're no. overmodulated. Bad. Whoo! All right, hold on. Turn it back down. Sorry, guys. Well, in the meantime, uh, Deborah, I want to ask you one question. Uh, so these these voices from the female prisoners, I guess, is what they are you've experienced them to where they're loud enough you don't even need a, a digital recorder correct you just hear them. oh no we've gotten uh, just straight up disembodied voices up there mm -hmm. i had my granddaughter up there with me one day and uh she's looking at all the carvings on the walls from back in the day and she's like grandma there's a lot of pictures of naked women up here and i'm like yeah i guess uh <laughs> somebody was drawing a likeness of her girlfriend that they missed or whatever so I asked out loud, you know, is there anybody up here with us that drew any of these pictures? And you hear this loud, no. And I actually have that recorded. I have it in a uh, one of our YouTube videos that just uh, did not, you know, we both both heard it. And then we hear clearly Madison. Madison's here. Well, that's her name. And I'm like, yeah, it's time to go get ice cream right now. <laughs> We're going to go outside. How do they know my name? Yeah, that's a good question. I know that, too. How often was she there? She's been there several times with me. But this was probably her second trip there. Yep, we, so now, usually, when, usually when she's there, we don't spend a lot of time inside the jail because she's very sensitive to spirits, too. And... Uh, but she's in there helping me, you know, sweep, clean up, tidy up, walk around. But yeah, when they start interacting with her, you know, it kind of upsets me, so uh, I take her out. Now, has like, any, you said you've, you've not been hurt, physically hurt in there. Has any other, any other person in there been hurt? We've had a few people get scratched in there. Uh, I, there was one of the, uh, there was one day early when I was doing uh, painting downstairs. 
I removed a shelf from uh, a closet that I had leaning against the wall, and uh, I was about to start painting that wall, so I took that shelf and put it in the closet behind this long metal, uh, you know, clothes hanging rod that goes across it so that it wouldn't fall or anything. And I was mixing up paint, turned around, and that board smacked me in the face. It was no longer in the closet, it was outside the closet. I'm like, what, yeah, okay, that's a game changer. Was this <laughs> the same closet, closet where... and it came out of the closet? It was no longer it was no longer in the closet. It was sitting in the sitting at the front of the doorstep of the closet outside the door. And when I turned around just smacked me in the in the forehead. Is this the I'm same like, closet where you found uh, just, the the hidden I guess as a box or a little uh, compartment? It was uh no, I set it in the closet so that it was up against the back wall and this metal rod that goes across the front to hold clothes would keep it from falling, you know? And where, which closet that. was that that but you're yeah, talking it was about? No longer in that space. It had a new space. Yeah, which closet was, was that? That was in the sheriff's bedroom. In the sheriff's where bedroom. I, where okay. I keep the, uh, used to be, uh, I since removed the door to replace it and uh, it used to say uh, inmate property on mm -hmm. that door. It's the door to the left, uh, right there in the same room where you had the mirror when we were there, correct? No, across the hall in the sheriff's office. Oh, across the hall from that. Okay. In the sheriff's office. There were two closets in there, one against the uh, outside wall and one against the doorway that goes into that cage room. And it was that doorway. But there was uh, another incident when uh, a good friend of mine who was a former deputy there for 33 and a half years came over to help me. Uh, there was a there's a front foyer that goes into the jail from outside. It was part of the newer addition in the front that I did not have keys for. So I called him and asked him maybe he had a key still to that door, and he came over and tried a bunch of keys. Well, actually, two doors: one that goes in from outside, and and one that goes inside uh, to the hallway. So he didn't have any of the keys, and he said, well, "I can drill this lockout for you." I'm like, that'd be great. Let's just do that, the one on the inside. So at least I can get in there, because you can see it had a lot of ceiling damage from water and stuff. So I'm saying just to get in there and assess it. And I had gone outside to rinse out some paint pans I'd been using. And uh, there used to be all of these concrete facade pieces across the front of the building. And the hose going outside is right there on the front of the building in front of the break room there. And as I stood up from turning on this hose, a giant piece of the facade of the building fell, hit the uh, pipe, took out all my plumbing. I mean, moments earlier, it would have hit me right in the head. And Jim's like, yeah, that scared the heck out of me. Maybe, uh, he said, I don't think they like you very much. I said, maybe it's you <laughs> they don't like. So. And that night, just a lot of things happened after he left and, uh, we and, had to come to Jesus meeting. And right down the street from you, you have what everybody refers to as the hanging tree. Is that right? Right. Yeah, they, uh, it was actually uh, one documented person hung from the, uh, quote, hanging tree, unquote. And it, and it says at the, at the uh, plaque there in the park that this person, his name was Indian Pocket. It was in the 1800s. was hung... Uh, 
from a tree was hung from a gallows in the grove of these trees. So it probably wasn't even actually that tree. But when we started really doing research on the jail, we found out there was actually a gallows adjacent to the jail in the yard, which is uh, where the garages are now. And uh, it was actually in uh, where the room that Lisa and I sleep in when people are there, my little bungalow, I call it. Mm -hmm. That's where the gallows used to stand. We found uh, 23 public hangings that took place there on the wow. grounds, that gallows. But there are some early reports there was a makeshift gallows at one point at the courthouse where they hung people. But I'm not sure I believe that story because the jail was built in 1885 and the courthouse wasn't built until 1897. So I really doubt that happened. I think it's more legend. But the latest hanging we found was in the 1920s. Hmm. So... Um now that the temperature is changing, do you notice anything different uh, when the seasons change? Uh, is there more activity in the summer? Uh, I know, like you know, th those old jails are pretty miserable. So even when we were there, they were just soaking with humidity. Uh, uh, they were just wet and cold and damp. Oh, the but... night you guys were there, it was 70 degrees something, 70 something when you guys got there, mm -hmm. and it dropped to uh, like 28. Yeah, <laughs> I was lower than that. I think. <laughs> it... I remember. I think Eddie it got into the teens with like 60 like mile an hour winds. Water pouring down the walls. Mm -hmm. These walls are oh. three feet thick. They're very porous, and uh, humidity is not our friend in that jail. But I mean, as far as activity during the months, when I first got there three years ago, it was this time of year. It was uh, three years ago yesterday, but it was crazy with activity, and it was all summer. I don't know if it's because we were in there tearing stuff up, cleaning things up, working so much. But, I mean, it, for me, it's been active year-round. For a while, I kept a chart trying to see, is it more active during a full moon? Is it more active during an electrical storm? Hey, yeah, I think so. But uh, as far as moon phases and things, I mean, you're in more of a heightened sense of, uh, you know, wanting things to happen during a full moon, I think. But... I well, really haven't been able, been able to scientifically correlate that to, to anything uh, founded. Deborah, if, so, if somebody has a team and wants to go and investigate, how do they contact you in order for them to try and set up a date and that kind of a thing where they can show up? We have a uh, regular website. Uh, it's www.rita-properties-inc.com. We have our Facebook page. Uh, the first post on our Facebook page has a link to our to our booking schedule. We can get on and book through that. My phone number is all over. They can call me personally, and I'll walk them through it if they have trouble booking it. Because I mean, the, when we went there, I mean, it was just such an incredible experience. I think if anybody has a team or would like to go out there sometime and meet with you and set something up to investigate. I think every team would probably have a great experience out there. I know we did. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it's uh, not often that we get such a gracious host. Oh, I mean, well, a I'm, lot of times that people <laughs> you know, want us to just get in, get out, and not find anything, not disturb or disturb Yeah, it just kind of feels there. like a cheap date. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you made us feel very welcome, and, and we thank you for that. You know, I, I'm sure uh, every other team that, that goes you know, there. When I first 
when we first uh, started discussing letting groups come in there, and Roger's like, yeah, let's do that. And I'm like, a lot of stuff has to happen first. This place is uh, nasty. If you have to wear a mask to come in here, no, we're not doing that. It's going to have electricity. It's going to have plumbing. It's going to have indoor restrooms. Well, I know somebody be who'd clean. be wearing a it's mask gonna, going in. <laughs> yeah, not have mold hanging from the walls. Uh, I mean, we have a full kitchen. We have a full-size refrigerator. We have every way to cook imaginable. We have an outdoor fire pit and a big barbecue pit. I mean, and people costumes, come sometimes yeah. and spend yeah, and the costumes. Whole <laughs> I mean, you get a beautiful view of the stars from the backyard. I mean, it's just so peaceful, if somebody, calming. If, if somebody's going to come investigate, what should they bring with them? What do you suggest that they bring to make their experience that much better? The hairs on your arms and a good flashlight and a good recorder. There you go. <laughs> so it doesn't we take have, much. Uh, <laughs> I mean, people spend a fortune in equipment, and we all love to do that, and uh, it all has its place. I mean, thank God for it. We've gotten some amazing stuff. You don't need all that if you don't have all that. Uh, we do have a DVR system with uh, infrared cameras that we'll set up for people, and they can download footage, bring a jump drive with them, download footage to take home with them. Um, we just uh, we try to make everybody have a comfortable experience. You know, so many of these places, you know, it's my big beef, is they charge a fortune for you to get there. They don't put any money back into their place. And I don't know if it's just because a haunted location is all they hope to have. I mean, you know, that's really not what we're about. Our goal was to restore the jail, make it a museum, give it back to the community to promote history awareness, let people see, you know, the fantastic difference of a hundred years of jail technology with these old cells upstairs that actually came from the 1870s. They were erected there in the 1880s. And juxtaposed to the newer newer cells downstairs that were built in 1976. I mean, it's different now even today. You walk in these prisons, it's just a closed room with a door. I mean, things have certainly evolved, but we just wanted to give it back to people. But the, uh, you know, being able to have paranormal groups there in a place that's, that's you know, new, that's never been investigated before until we just started doing it two years ago. I mean, it's just been an amazing experience. You know, and I have to say that those jail cells are so cool. Dylan, you didn't, you haven't seen it, but, you know, these jail cells over there are like somebody took a whole bunch of leaf springs. That's how thick they are and just kind of made a big weave with a whole bunch of leaf springs to create these big, huge boxes. And yeah, it's just like little squares that you look through. I had a fellow, a good friend of mine, J.P. Doyle, uh, just paranormal, did a show called Paranormal Isolation. And he was laying in a cot upstairs. He was in the jail all by himself. He was there for five days by himself. And he had footage of a camera on him from a one end of the hallway to the other, and he's laying there in between the uh, doors that go into the men's side and the women's side in the hallway. And it was about four something in the morning. His video was on YouTube. You see that door going into the men's side of the cell just swing right open, right next to his head. And those are he, heavy doors. Oh, they're like 400 pounds. Yeah. It takes me both hands to pull those open. And, I spray them regularly with the uh, uh, stuff I use on my guns, Ballastol. 
that, uh, you know, it's like WD-40, only way better. And that's right, everybody. She is from Texas. She does have I a gun. I am, man. I'm a packing <laughs> grandma from Texas. Ghost hunt guns. But, yeah, so those doors, and not only that, but that one lock that locks everything at once. You know that big handle that you pull? Oh, yeah. Went, man, I love pulling that handle because when you pull that thing and it clanks, I mean, oh my you God. want to talk it about loud. Those individual cells inside all at once, plus the outside. And yeah, you know, your life's over when you hear that sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're done. But yeah. And I'm, you know, I've had former prisoners stop by and visit me there. They've told me, oh, I was in here two or three times. I'm like, oh, my God, you're special. I don't want to enough for me. How could you come back to a place like this? Isn't that something? You're still getting visitors that were incarcerated? Oh, I get former prisoners former uh, deputies, jailers, people who work there, I love it because they have so many stories of their own and uh, have, you know, just confirmed so many other stories that I've heard. So many of them have the same stories. It's just amazing to listen to. I love it. I had somebody come by next week that, or last week that was a, uh, was the uh, weapons training officer there that I'd heard so much about. And uh, found out, yeah, here he is at the jail, just wanting to say hi, come in, take a look around. But it's amazing, people that just want to stop by just to see how it looks now. And everybody says the same thing. It never looked this good when I was here. <laughs> no, I mean, it, the the work that you've done in that place, I mean, I just can't get over the difference on it, you know. It's just, oh, yeah. it, it's something else, you know. And, and everything's so nice and it's so clean. And, uh, I mean, it's it's you've done some really good work and just to let everybody know you can call in we do have a call in number for you it's 915-208-4438 that's 915-208-4438 if you'd like to share a story with us and especially stories concerning some of the uh occurrences that happened there at the jail so i mean if you have that man we'd love to hear from you so, Deborah, you you don't just have paranormal investigators come through. You've actually had people come through and do uh, feature films and, and shoot scenes oh, yeah. for movies. Yeah, do, we've do had a get... couple of independent films shot there. We've had uh, two music videos mm -hmm. shot there. I mean, what what a cool backdrop for And do they get distracted? Like, a, do, do they end up reporting and saying, hey, I'm, I'm picking up something on audio and it's not... Oh, it's you know... funny. Yeah, I had a guy that did a film there called uh, Why I Went to Prison and... Uh, it was. They started out filming in the downstairs cells, in one of those front holding cells. Mm -hmm. And he came and got me. I was sitting outside, and he said, uh, "I want to ask you some stuff." He said, there, "There's some banging going on down here in the cell. What is it?" So I walked back there with him, and he had a guy back there that was the prisoner in orange scrubs. And I asked him, "I said, so what are you, uh, what are you in prison for?" He said, "I murdered my wife." Oh, well, the guy in the next cell murdered his wife too. So, yeah, there's not a lot I can do about the banging. And then later that afternoon, they were upstairs filming, and the director came outside and got me and goes, I want you to come upstairs. I want you to hear something. So I went up there, and he put headphones on me. And he's going through his, you know, director commands. All right, take number 997. We're rolling. And then you hear in the background, shut up, he's rolling. He goes, that was nobody up here. That's wow. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, welcome to the Honorable Lamaca <laughs> County Jail. Nice. I told him, I said, go through a lot of your audio because you're going to get a lot of background uh, prison sounds you weren't counting on, which is usually good, but you may get some stuff you weren't counting on. They ended up actually coming back twice, 
to reshoot some scenes that were contaminated with noise they couldn't explain. Mm. Awesome. Uh, do, do you have... Um, I know we've been talking about ghosts a lot, but um, do you have uh, any any UFO activity around the jail? Have any what? UFO activity. Any lights in the sky? You know, I have not had. And I have sat... I mean, what a great place to look at the sky in that backyard. And I have a telescope up there. And... Uh, I have sat out there and watched meteor showers and stuff. I have yet to see. I beg to be abducted. I have yet to see a UFO. <laughs> Are you in the sure? Backyard. But I'm thinking, what a what a great chance to see one. I mean, there's no light. It's perfect. You guys need to come and do UFO watch up there. Can we get on the Can we get on the on the ceiling on the roof? We can get on the roof, Eddie. <laughs> and the cells upstairs. We listen to this story. Okay, here we go. We actually had two prisoners escape from the old jail back in the day, and they escaped from upstairs. They got on top of the uh, cell blocks upstairs on the men's side. Above that is a hatch that goes up into the attic. And once you get up in the attic, there's a hatch that goes up to the roof. So they tied sheets together, went up to the attic. We're able to slide down the roof to the tent to the building outside in the back, the house out back. And uh, former deputy telling me the story. He said, "Yeah, it was 19 degrees outside, and the river was frozen, and they made it as far as uh, Stripes, which is uh, two blocks, before they decided to come back. But we were already after them with the hound dogs. But yeah, you can get up on the roof of the jail. Very, very cool. We well, should do it." We have our last break that we have to take, and this will be the f our final break, actually, mm -hmm. before uh, we finish off the next 30-minute segment with you. So if everybody will hold off just a little bit. I posted the call-in number onto the chat room, so when we go live, if there's a question you have or if you want to share a story, please feel free to call it. And we shall return momentarily. This is Paranormal Analytical. this program Listen to the LNM Radio Network 24 hours a day, 7 days a week through the Paranormal Radio app. Available from lnmradionetwork.com or talkstreamlive.com on both Android and Apple. Our call to listen line is open 24-7. Dial 701-719-9704 so you can listen on the go. 
The LNM Radio Network and Late Night in the Midlands depends on you, the listener. Without you, there would be no us. So help us continue to bring you the best guests with the best information and subscribe today. Information on becoming an LNM subscriber can be found at the top of LateNightInTheMidlands.com. Just click the About Subscriptions tab and become part of the family while helping the truth stay alive. And while you're at it, maybe subscriptions aren't for you. A one-time donation helps as well. Click that donate button on the right side of LateNightInTheMidlands.com and help us help you. You are the line. You are the line between protection of national security, obviously the government's need to obtain intelligence data, and the protection of civil liberties, particularly the sanctity of my home. You've got no right to come into my home. The government's been in bed with the entire telecommunications industry since the 40s. They've infected everything. They get into your bank statements, computer files, email, listen to your phone calls, every wire, every airway. You're talking to your wife on the phone, you use the word bomb, president, Allah, any of a hundred key words. The computer recognizes it, automatically records it, red flags it for analysis. That was 20 years ago. Sooner or later, you have to bring in an element of persuasion, an element of, of getting people to consent to what is happening to them. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques which uh, will enable the controlling oligarchy who, uh, to get people actually to love their servitude. We bugged Mr. Blake's cell. You what? We bugged the cell with Arm's tape recorder. Just listen to this, Paul. I, I can't listen to that. But, Paul... Opie, I can't listen to that. I'm not permitted. But, Paul, you don't understand. I can't listen to this. Now, I told you about eavesdropping. But, Paul, this is different. Yes, it's worse. You overheard a conversation that was supposed to be private. Now, I can't be a party to that. I can't listen. Paul, you're erasing the tape. That's what I mean to do. You bugged a conversation between a lawyer and his client. Now, that's violating one of the most sacred rights of privacy. But, Paul... No buts. But if it helps the law... The law can't use this kind of help. Because whether a man is guilty or innocent, we have to find that out by due process of law. Uh, uh, don't worry, I cannot sing like you, but I didn't. I just wanted to show my appreciation. Uh, <laughs> Spending, 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 Mother Mary had a dad and it beat her. Now they're in the street just looking for blood. Vampires in my neighborhood are the vampires. Oh, in my neighborhood. 
back live again and we are happy to be here everybody this is paranormal analytical my name is eddie hill your host and i have miguel Cantu next to me who is our producer director for the show we also have renee rodriguez and we have dylan holiday as my co-host for a special guest we have deborah fawcett from the old haunted lavaca county jail going over stories of all the kind of cool things that happened there so we have her back deborah i'm glad that you're here with us i'm pleased to have you on the show finally we get to talk some more since the investigation and i want you to tell us a little bit more about some of the other teams that have gone there and some of the things that they've picked up on well i'd like to talk a little bit about some of the uh, beyond the boo uh, I call it experiences I've had there. I mean, absolutely. Let's do it. You know, you, you expect to hear knocks and bangs. You kind of expect to hear a disembodied voice or get an EVP. But there are things that have happened to us there that uh, just go so far beyond that. And there have been days I begged to just give me back the boo. But the, the fellow I was talking about earlier, JP Doyle, that was there. When he uh, approached me about doing his show there, the Paranormal Isolation, for five days, I said, maybe you should come first and check it out before you kind of commit to that, because just check it out. So he, he spent a, a day and an evening there with me, and I was sitting outside in the garage, and he had borrowed one of my 4K cameras. Uh, let me, let me, uh, let me hold you right the, there real quick, Debbie. Uh, we got a, a, a call coming in. Let's yeah, see it, who we it. have. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. This is Eddie Hill. Who do we have speaking to? Hey, Eddie. It is Lisa Franks from the Haunted Old Nevada County Jail. Lisa, how are you? I am freaking spectacular. How are you this evening? Very, very awesome. Yeah, we're doing great. We're over here just happy to be back out and happy to be on the show and uh, just having a blast with you guys. Well, I can tell it's been a great show so far. Thank you. Well, that's because we have a great guest. I can tell. My <laughs> My amazing mama. <laughs> <laughs> she is so awesome, isn't she? She is the best. She is the most amazing, wise person I have met. She is just the best. So what are you calling in to share with us? We want to know. Well, I guess... Uh, just my craziest experience uh, at being at the jail. Um, I've been I've been there uh, twice uh, with a team of mine that I used to be on, and then uh, Deb brought me on uh, as her partner in June. So I was very lucky, very blessed and lucky for that. But since then, uh, my one of my craziest experiences just happened a couple weeks ago. Deb was telling you about how we were. We were just laying on the bed in the sheriff's bedroom, just seeing how even the slats were, and just right over our heads was like the longest, loudest growl. Really? So this was this was like, I mean, you heard it just with your own ears. You didn't have like any equipment. I mean, clear as day. Like it was a foot away from our head. Wow. Just a loud, long growl. One of those. She sat up. I mean, she just kind of popped up immediately and we're looking at each other kind of waiting like okay what's you know is there anything else what the hell was that kind of thing um and uh i was like 
you know, we're kind of like, did, did you hear that? Yeah. And I'm like, doesn't that disturb you in the slightest? And she's like, well, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> you know don't growl at me. You can't growl at us, you know. It's she, like, yeah, it bothers me. You know, we'll take a few <laughs> growls here and there. Let's just not get carried away. Right, exactly. But uh, but she took charge. I always feel safe when I'm with her. So, you know, I uh, it was all right. We we continued on. But, I mean, it was crazy because it was um, a Friday morning. It must have been, you know, maybe between 1030 and 1130. So it was uh, much more activity during the day. That is, that is definitely for sure. Uh, crazy stuff during the day. Um, <clears throat> but our, our next crazy experience and... Uh, I've been told my entire life, do not mess with Ouija boards. So if it's a bad idea, just don't do it. So never in my life, and I messed with the Ouija board. So I'm 39 years old. I'm at the jail with Deb and a couple other friends. And, you know, you know, hey, well, Lisa. Hold, you know. Hold, hold that thought on the Ouija board for just a moment. We do have a guest that's yes. going to be coming on at some point. Okay. I'm not sure when that thoroughly believes in Ouija boards and their use and has never had a bad experience and has been using them for a long time. So I, <laughs> I don't know if I would take a chance, but you know, because of, I think it's everything that we've heard, but right. uh, there's a lot of information on it that she's going to share with us. So you're not going to want to miss that one. And we will be posting it whenever Definitely. she's on. Definitely. I'll be very interested in that. I mean, my first and only experience, it, it, it was not good. <laughs> so, um, it was very unexplainable, and the only reason I did it is, again, because, honestly, Deb was with me, and I, I feel very comfortable when I'm with her, you know. So I was like, okay, you know, it's just like a ghost box. We'll go ahead and do this. So we go up, and we're on the men's side upstairs, and, you know, for about 30 minutes, nothing happened. And uh, we're reading the instructions on the Ouija board, and it glows in the dark. So Deb's like, well, hey, let's go take it over to the women's side upstairs because the lights have never worked over there. So you okay, had one of the cool ones. There. You had one of the cool boards, right? I guess. I don't know. It's just one that we have up there, but it glows in the dark. That's all I know. Well, see, so, glowing in the dark is cool. <laughs> that's why I say it's one of those cool ones. You know, you didn't have one that, all right, somebody break out a flashlight. I can't see anything. No, no, not at all. It okay. Was, uh, <laughs> no, we, we took it over. You know, she's like, yeah, the lights over there have never worked. So we took the Ouija board over there, set it on the table in the women's day room upstairs um all of a sudden the planchette starts moving which it didn't move before though the light comes on above us that had never come on before and then a big dark shadow goes by deborah's eyes were like freaking saucers she's smacking our friend in the chest kind of like you know pointing over at it like oh my god look that that session closed so quickly we were out of there it was gone I had my experience. I'm good. So De Deborah <laughs> was even <laughs> excited over this one, wasn't she? Um, it, it, we were all quite, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was cool. You know, I don't want to discredit it because like, holy moly, something happened. But it was. No, but I'm, well, the reason I'm I saying mean, that the is because. The craziest 10 freaking seconds of but, my life. It, but, it, it all happened so Quickly. The reason I'm saying so. that is because I don't, I haven't seen Deborah get excited about anything. I mean, she's yeah. there so much <laughs> that it's like she expects yes. it. Yes, yes. No, she, she, I don't want to say she was freaking out, but I mean, she was, uh, yeah, like we were, we were all done. We were all like, okay, closing the session. We are done. 
and and that was that. So it you're was, basically um, letting it be known that there was something cool happening, and this was really really cool. Uh, amazingly, the the craziest ten seconds of my life, and I've had some crazy stuff happen in my life, but that was insane. It just it all happened so quickly. There was no doubt what happened. It was crazy. It gives, I've got the chill bumps right now. It was it was a, quite an experience. Wow. That is incredible. Gotta love the jail. <laughs> so have you had any other experiences going on over there? Oh, I mean, we always, there's always disembodied voices um, if we're, you know, in the jail and we're working and we know the front door and the back doors are locked. So it's just the two of us in there. And we've heard what sounds like someone just walks through the front door and is walking around just like kind of loudly like you're hearing somebody walking around and we're in the 911 room which is next to the break room and we're kind of like what the heck you know who's in here and we kind of take off in two different directions to see who the heck is in here and nobody so um, if, if some well if somebody was mm-hmm. planning on going to the jail and yes, you having the experiences that you've had there what would you tell mm-hmm. them if they were kind of on the fence about it Oh, what would I tell them as far as experiences I've had? Well, what would you tell them as far as whether they should go or not? If say they're on the kind of on the fence, you know, they want to take a team over there. They're just not too sure about it. I mean, what would you tell them saying, you know, we want to go, but, you know, we just don't know. Um, It's kind of a long ways. What would you tell them? What what would you tell another team that was thinking about it? But, you know, they were still kind of on the fence. It is the most amazing place you will ever go to. The history there, the um, the restoration that's taking place there, but still, maintain you know maintaining and having the the um, you know the originality to it, um, the history that we have as far as you know you know people that have been there, things that have happened there. Um, you're you're definitely going to have an experience, whether it's a personal experience or whether you catch something. Um, it's. I feel, I mean, people have been pushed and scratched, but I feel that for the most part, you know, we've got some, you know, pretty nice ghosts, you know, they're, they're, they're not there to, you know, to hurt you. I guess they can, you know, feel your intentions. If you're not there for good intentions, then, you know. Well, I've, I've got to ask you as well. Have you for, seen, but, uh, you know. I, I have to ask you as well. Have you seen our sizzle reel from over there when we investigated it? I have not, but I am going to do that right after this. Yeah, so check that out. And you're going to see Patrick, who's our medic. He ends up Mm -hmm. getting a scratch on his side, and Renee is checking it out. And uh, that was, was, Patrick was kind of freaked out about that. Remember that, Renee? Yeah, we actually caught, uh, we caught something in the camera coming from the Mm -hmm. wall to Patrick, and then he ended up getting scratched. So we got some other footage. Now, I got a quick question for you. With all the experience that, you, that you've had over the, you know, over the months and years you've been there, what do you mm-hmm. personally think it's in there? I, I know we, we say ghost as a general term, but what do you think a ghost is or these ghosts are? Are you asking me or Deborah? No, you. Uh, oh, me. Okay. Oh, crap. Um, I think uh, just a lot of the lost soul, um, a lot of... Um, deaths that shouldn't have happened, um, a lot of residual energy, um, you know, remains there. I don't, 
I don't necessarily, and I could be wrong. I mean, I've, I've been wrong once in my life, but I don't feel it, it's a place where ghosts just kind of, you know, pass through like some other places. I feel that, um, you know, the, the, the spirits and the ghosts that remain there have to do with the jail and the property. So you think they're, they're, they're deceased people that are there? Well, they're, they're, whether it be their, you know, spirits or their memories, um, yeah. Something's kind of holding them there. Maybe they have more than a life sentence. Ooh, Correct. An or unfinished business. <laughs> yeah, they have an afterlife sentence, like Miguel just said. <laughs> Well, they just like they just love me and Deborah so freaking much they can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, y'all, I appreciate you calling in and sharing your story. We're going to get back to Deborah and get back to her story. Thank you so much. If you Definitely. have any other experiences, remember, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central, we are here live on, on and we, we would love to hear back from you. All right. Thanks, son. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. And we are going back with uh, Deborah. If we can resume the call here, are you there, Deborah? I'm here. That was an awesome story she shared. Oh yeah. And so you were a bit freaked on that, weren't you? I was a little bit freaked out. I gotta admit, it was like, yeah, it's time for a smoke break. So continue on. I'm sorry, uh, right where you had left off, if we can remember where that was when the phone call came in. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we were talking about JP being there, and uh, he had an experience in the sheriff's office. He came outside. He said, yeah, I don't know about being in there anymore. I said, what happened? He said, I don't know. Just everything changed. It feels different in there. I don't want to be in there anymore. Like giving him my 4K camera to use in there. He said, and your camera's still running in there. I said, well, I'll go in with you. We'll get the camera. It'll be good. Take a break for a second. You can go back in. So we went back in to get the camera, and uh, we walked into the sheriff's office. Well, he had mentioned to me he heard footsteps in the hallway before he kind of got freaked out. I said, well, back the camera up to the point where you heard the footsteps, and let's see if you captured that. We're standing there looking at the camera and watching it, and right in between us, we hear a hello. And he's like, that wasn't your stomach growling, was it? I said, no. I said, who is it? He said, can we just go? I said, okay. So he picked up my camera, the tripod, the camera, everything. He's ready to go. We're walking through the cage room, and he had a GoPro sitting there, and I said, is that running? He said, yeah. I said, snag that, because now I'm more interested in the uh, in the hello we heard than listening to the footsteps he heard. So we walked outside. He said, I'm gonna go upload this to my laptop, see if we got the hello. So he came back outside. He said, how long do you think we were in there? I said, about a minute. He said, do you remember what we said while we were in there? I said, yeah. We were. I asked you to back up the camera. We heard the hello. You said that wasn't your stomach growling. Can we just go? He said, yeah, come in here and listen to the audio. Well, the audio was about four minutes long. And you hear our initial conversation, and you hear this lapse of silence, and then you hear him bust out laughing. He goes, I never laughed. I was so far from laughing. And then you hear me say, well, welcome to the dark, misty part of the jail. 
He said, you never said that. I never laughed. I said, yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> that is so, that is cool. So to hear your voice on tape saying things you know you didn't say and to have this lapse in time, which I've had there before. And then I had a group there that's been there a few times, uh, Robbie and Karina. Uh, there was a group called Ghost Dogs. And uh, she had come back one time. She said, I want to show you some pictures that we took. They were there one night, they were going to bed. It was about, or I was going to bed, it was about midnight. They wanted to borrow one of my ghost boxes. And I gave him one of my ghost boxes. And she said, you know, we took that outside. We did some EVP sessions. We don't remember you being with us. I said, no, I wasn't, I went to bed. She said, we have all these pictures we were taking outside and you're showing up in our pictures, like 20 feet ahead of us. And all of our audio, we're never talking to you. You're never talking to us. And we're both convinced that you weren't even there. I said, I wasn't there. She goes, but yeah, you showed up in our pictures. Wow. So they actually yeah. had photographic evidence showing you in those photos. So that's, that's what, what I mean when I talk about beyond the boo. Yeah, give me a bang on the wall real quick instead of uh, something like that that you can't really wrap your head around. That'll leave you staring at the dirt for a long time going with that. Yeah, yeah no yeah. kidding. That, that's some incredible stories. I mean, I, I would love to see those photos and listen to that audio whenever maybe we have a chance sometime. Oh, yeah. When are you coming back? You need to come back and see me. Actually, we want to. Be, we, we were actually talking about that not long ago, weren't we, Renee? Yes, yeah, so we definitely want to We do have some air conditioning, by the way. You know, we have air conditioning in the uh, whole back offices now, the air conditioning we used to use in the break room. Well, the, to the, back. the last time we were there, there, we had plenty of I mean, air conditioning air at night, too. Cool oh, yeah. Yeah, the last time we were there, we had a lot of air conditioning that night, remember? Yeah, it was cold that night. That was just something else. That was a hell of a night. It was a night you locked yourself out of your car. Yeah, I did. I locked myself out, and we had to call PD to come over and open it for me. All right, so check this out. I went up there, and I pulled my car around back. I had some laundry I'd left up here from the weekend before. I'm going to grab that, throw it in my car. My car has never locked from the inside, it only locks with a remote when you're standing outside the car. So I threw my laundry, my purse, my keys, my phone, everything in my car, shut the door. As I'm walking around the back of the car by my trunk, I hear click, click, and my car is locked. Everything I own is in that car. Oh God. I had to call our friends at the police department to come yeah, over they, and I, I have to say, in my car. I have to say the I'm police like, yeah, department the there. Out of my car. Can you please come over? Yeah, the police department there were, were just super nice. They, I was real oh happy God, with them. Oh, my God, they are so awesome. You know, they, they helped out a lot. I love the police department there. These guys have been so nice. They love the jail. So kudos Most to you guys, guys over there. They're too young to have ever worked there, but they love coming over and seeing it. It's like rookie initiation. When they get a new rookie, you got to bring him to the old jail and lock him up upstairs. <laughs> well, kudos to the police department there that's with you, because believe me, they, they were really nice. They were very helpful that night. And uh, I was oh, yeah. able to, they were able to get in the, my uh, patrol car so I could get the keys back. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> well, listen, we are pretty much out of time. We're just going to uh, close off over here, Deborah. We appreciate you being with us. We appreciate the stories and sharing that with us. And if anybody has any inkling to go check out the old Lavaca County Jail, please contact Deborah Fawcett because she is an awesome hostess and the jail is simply amazing and the activity that you'll get there is 
literally out of this world. So uh, we appreciate you being here with us, Deborah. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Oh, thanks so much for having me on, man. I love you guys. Come back and see me. Let's get on the roof. Look for some UFOs. Heck yeah. We love you too, man. And we're, we're, yeah. we're happy to be out here. And we really appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot, you guys. And uh, just to let everybody know that we do have uh, some stuff coming up. We're going to, tomorrow, we're actually leaving to go uh, mm-hmm. on uh, and film yep. the first episode of the Deadly Dogman series. So we're going to be filming that tomorrow. And uh, so this weekend, you know, hopefully we'll get all that knocked out and have uh, an incredible story that we're going to be putting together for the first episode of the Deadly Dogman. Yeah, hopefully we come back in one piece. Yeah, well, let's just hope we come back, even if it's not in one piece. As long as we come back, we're good. We're good. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to come back in one piece. I, I don't want to end up as a scat somewhere off in a trail. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, some of the stuff we're going to be might be dealing with is pretty scary. It, it really is. It really is. I mean, it's uh, some of the stories that are that are there are just <laughs> literally. I mean, it's when we first got into this, it was just totally crazy. But uh, y'all take care. Thank you very much for uh, joining us, and we appreciate you guys watching. Please share Paranormal Analytical with all your friends and family and everybody that you can. Share it on your pages. Uh, share the YouTube page. Share the Facebook page. You know, where else Where else are we? Uh, L&M Radio Network. Yeah, L&M Radio Network. Thank you so much. You know, please go to www.lm or L-N-M. lnmradionetwork.com. And uh, you can hear us there as well. And, uh, and you we, can hear all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff there. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so definitely join. Check out lnmradio.com. Uh, radio, lnmradionetwork.com let me give you the full web address on that and uh, they've been so gracious to keep uh, hosting us and, and putting our uh, our uh, radio show out there you know for everybody to hear and uh, we appreciate you guys so much so we love you take oh, care one more thing follow oh. our, our Instagram as well oh we have Instagram uh, yeah, follow our Instagram because I'm going to be posting some uh, uh, some behind the scenes stuff this weekend oh yeah so, so you can check out what we're filming hey are we going to go live while we're out there might as well okay so watch paranormal analyticals page because we'll go live while we're out there doing the deadly dogman series you'll get to see us all that sounded like it hurt whatever that was <laughs> deborah <laughs> so uh we're, we're definitely going to be uh going live behind the scenes and uh so keep a check on us we've got some crazy stuff coming up and some awesome awesome things so y'all take care talk to you soon once again this is eddie hill with paranormal analytical we have miguel Cantu, our director and producer we have renee rodriguez my co-host we also have dylan holiday my other co-host so we've got all these people on here and we had Deborah Fawcett from the Olavaca County Jail with us tonight. Thank you so very much, everybody. Take care, and we shall talk to you soon. Good night. Good night, all.